0: I'm Rico.
1: And I'm Jessica.
0: And this is the Always the Critic Podcast, where a couple of friends review the latest movies, except we literally have zero qualifications to do so. Jessica, we're not really reviewing a movie. I wouldn't call it a movie.
1: It's a cinematic experience.
0: Yeah, it is a cinematic experience. I will give it that for sure. Uh, uh, let's not go through too much preamble. We are going to talk about the new Taylor Swift, The Heiress Tour movie yes. cinematic experience concert film all the <laughs> titles that you could give it uh we're gonna do that but if this is your first time listening go ahead and subscribe to your favorite podcast app we're on apple Podcasts, spotify and many more if you like us go ahead and give us a review on apple Podcasts and spotify five stars goes a long way for us
1: Come and check us out on social media to stay up to date on our latest episodes and reviews. You can find us on X, formerly Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at alwayscriticpod. And lastly, if you're a fan, please, please consider becoming a patron. It is such a great way for you to get involved and show your support and get a bunch of extra content. You can check out the page on patreon.com alwayscriticpod and thank you to our patrons. Here we go. Curtis Bale, Cindy CD, Alana, Grace Number One, Lorna Lee, Sammy, Caitlin, Michelle, Tenmei, Adya, Aram, Aaron, and Grace Number Two. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you to the Double Graces. <laughs> <laughs> the Two Graces. Uh, the Two Graces. So, uh, like I said, we're going to be talking about the Taylor Swift The Eras Tour concert movie. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of uh, background. So, when it comes to this tour, uh, one of us went to the concert, the other did not. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So you we'll went. We'll let you to take, the... a as yeah, to which take a guess. Yeah, take a guess who. Was. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I went to the Eras Tour in April of 2023 at the I think it was night one of Tampa, and which was a Thursday night, and then I immediately jumped on a plane to Europe the next morning. So that was an interesting. I don't know, 48 hours for me running on fumes and um, I didn't talk about it on the podcast at all because I went on vacation immediately after going to that show.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I um, loved every minute. I wanted to get tickets and just things happened where I just couldn't. Well, that's
1: a whole other story. Yeah. A trauma event for so many Swifties was trying to get tickets. And I was the one that got tickets. I was yeah. there on the Ticketmaster in November trying to get tickets. And I I had to like rest my body and my mind the the following two days after getting those tickets. Because we didn't <laughs> get them on day one of the pre-sale. We had to come in and get tic- I, <laughs> The sad thing is I had to go back the next day for the Capital One sale. And that's when we got our tickets.
0: Oh, It nice. was
1: nuts. It's it, They it's paused the queue. Crazy. People were looking at the HTML code to see what the hell was going on with Ticketmaster to see why nothing was moving, nothing was happening, nothing was shaking. It was bedlam. I it swear really to God, was. bedlam. And um, I would not wish that on my worst enemy because it was such a bad experience. It was a terrible experience. But then experience. the day finally came, and now... Everyone got to experience the Eros tour.
0: Yes, everybody got to experience it. Uh, And that's the one thing I will say that's so cool about this experience. Uh, So before we talk about it real quick, um, experience the breathtaking Eros tour concert performed by the one and only Taylor Swift. That is the synopsis of uh, the concert film. It is directed by Sam Wrench. Uh, he has also done the BTS Permission to Dance LA. Oh, yes. <laughs> the yes. way you did that.
1: Because I like shook my head. Um, uh, have you seen the BTS Permission to Dance?
0: I have not seen oh, the BTS God. Permission to Dance.
1: But you have Disney Plus, right? I do. Okay, so I went directly to Disney Plus so after a little theatrical it. run. You can see it. It's amazing. Got it. It's amazing. <laughs> so. Right. I mean, actually, I prefer watching the concert movie for BTS because it actually provided all of the subtitles mm. for the lyrics. Yes. So that, you that can sense. understand, like, exactly what they're saying. It's it's fantastic. I recommend it wholeheartedly. When I saw that Sam Wrench had done the BTS Permission to Dance LA, I was like, oh, my God, no wonder it was so good.
0: <laughs> and so uh, the... This was all filmed at SoFi Stadium in L.A. That's right. So the three nights. Um, Thank you to the fans in L.A. for putting (laughs) up with cameramen all over the stage. I saw videos.
1: Oh, my God. The TikToks. The TikToks. L.A. crowd fighting for their lives with all of the cameras all over the stage following her, running around, blocking views to Taylor to get this, like this is the end product, this right? This is
0: the end product. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And what an end product it's resulted at the box office because <laughs> uh, at the box office, this movie domestically made $96 million over the weekend. 100 mil. Mm. And 128 million worldwide. So to say that she is a box office juggernaut mm. is now something you could add to the list of things on her resume um yeah. not that she needed October it right open yeah N- to the point that like the exorcist believer movie that was supposed to, to come out they had to move they yeah. moved a week early because they knew the bomb that it was going to be this taylor they do
1: not want to compete with taylor swift come on
0: right which is insane so It has a 100% critic score, a 99% audience score. What's the
1: 99 for?
0: I don't know. There's someone out there. Someone Someone is yeah. Uh, Okay, so this is not going to be a typical review in terms of like oh analyzing the way it was shot and so. Although (laughs) I will analyze that, but I think this is more of just vibes and okay how how you felt during your screening. So let's let's do it. So let's talk about uh, how you saw this. I want to your
1: thoughts first because I have dual thoughts, right? I saw the real thing and then I saw the movie. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's two wildly different experiences. So tell yeah, me what so, you thought. How did you experience this?
0: So my experience, I was in uh, AMC Dolby. You on, saw it in Dolby? I saw it in Dolby. <sighs> oh, I saw okay. it on Friday night the 13th. Mm -hmm. So, like, the ideal night to see it.
1: Right, opening Um,
0: night. Yeah, so at AMC, they have this, um, basically this, it looks like a food truck, but it's selling bracelets right outside of the theater. That's what that was? Yeah, that's what that was, selling bracelets. Uh, And so, when you walk inside... People just dressed up left and right. You know they're wearing yeah. pink. They're pink, wearing sequin or sequins. They're wearing uh, bracelets. They're trading bracelets <laughs> with yeah. other people. Uh, there were people camped out in the hallways outside of the Dolby Auditorium, like just talking, chatting, and you know exchanging friendship bracelets and all that. So this place was packed on oh, Friday yeah. night. I'm sure. Uh, I went in, I because of stupid traffic, I missed half of no. the first song. <gasps> so the opening, so Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince, like I walked in halfway through that one. Damn. Um apparently like they only showed like two trailers or one trailer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was so, limit
1: it was very Yeah, it was very we didn't get quick. Nicole, like it
0: was just, just straight to the point. Yeah. So so, yeah. So, half of the first song I missed. So I didn't see the quite opening opening. Um, Now, my crowd. My crowd Did was. a hot crowd? It was a hot crowd, but it wasn't, like, over the top the way I've been seeing on, like, TikTok videos. I think that's from like,
1: opening night. I think it, so, when, too. When Taylor, like, the 12 or so theaters that ha- actually mm. had Taylor visit them and stuff because mm. she had the premiere there. Yeah, that's true. They were on something else like that was nuts the little uh witches circle that they had going on in the front of the theater
0: <laughs>
1: people dressed up i saw some <laughs> some dinosaur outfit like the blow up dinosaurs yeah at the front i saw people dressed up as the the um, evermore witches going yeah. down to the front and like having a minute <laughs> like there was <laughs> so many things i personally did not want that in my theater. I was not about everyone crowding the front of the theater and having a dance party. I am more of the person that's like I want to sit back and enjoy this in a calm manner. Maybe it's just my age at this point that I'm like I don't want to deal with like these fucking netzos that are going to ruin the experience that are going to block people's views and all this stuff. Like this is a theater with comfortable seats, and this is not an open-air stadium the way I saw it. Everyone's standing for three hours. No, I did not want that all over again. I wanted to sit down and, you know, I was a bit get-off-my-lawn about it, but I was like, you know what, I don't want that experience. And thankfully, I did not have that experience. And neither did you, it sounds like.
0: Right. So Jessica the curmudgeon didn't want people having fun at her theater. Uh, No, not what I
1: said. I did and not want so people going down to the front. so what happened
0: was, in my theater, <laughs> um, we had singing. We didn't have people, like, crowding up in front of the screen or anything like that. But there was definitely singing. You can hear yeah. it. Yeah. Um, that's all fine. It wasn't. It wasn't obnoxious. Like, it wasn't like they were screen- uh, you know, like, yell. Uh, okay. You know how people sometimes, they'll, like, yell lyrics and stuff, like, obnoxiously. Uh, so it wasn't like that. Okay. No, it wasn't like that. People were pretty, you know, like in the moment, but also knowing to, you know, behave themselves. So there was singing though. You can hear certain songs. I sang along with some songs as well. Um, There was one song. I can't remember which one it was. It was kind of early on, but where everybody had their (laughs) cell phone lights on. Yes. At one point, I can't remember what song it was though. Um, that happened, and then finally at the end, the last song of Karma. That's when everybody got up,
1: okay, to
0: dance and sing in the last song.
1: Wow, okay, like the
0: entire theater just got the last up. Song? Like, yeah, the last song uh, they didn't do it before, which was surprising to me. I thought there would be more dancing in the seats, mm-hmm. not necessarily up front, like the way we saw but, like, in a lot of videos. Up. They just, you know, I thought there would be people who would stand up and dance more often, especially like during a song like Shake It Off. Like I Mm -hmm. thought we would definitely see dancing. I looked back because I was in row C of a Dolby (gasps) theater.
1: Oh, my God.
0: So, you know how close I was, (laughs) which was fine in this particular case, because being immersed in that experience (laughs) was actually really cool um being able to see everything so close especially like when the camera would get really close on Taylor mm-hmm. like these cameras they used were incredible cameras oh, yeah. yeah like it was like the production they went non-stop on it like they they went all out on making sure that they got great footage and one thing I will say that I really, I started to chuckle, but I want because I thought, "Oh, Jessica is gonna hate this."
1: Oh God! It was what like
0: was it? because I viewed them as chapter titles, oh. and I know how much you hate that in a movie.
1: Some of them were better than others.
0: Oh, for sure, for sure. Like, but uh,
1: I didn't, I didn't think it, anything of it because how else is like the regular person who's maybe not as swifty gonna know what the next era is, right? So I thought, oh, that makes sense for her to kind of <laughs> handhold a little bit <laughs> or drum up just excitement because people don't know. Like they've never seen the show, maybe. So yeah, I, I, I get true. it.
0: Yeah, that is very true. Yeah. Um, some people have not seen the show. Uh, we're not one of the lucky ones to get tickets. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this is their, this is their experience this of is the, it.
1: Yeah, I get it. I, I liked it. I didn't mind the. T- the chapters so to no. speak at
0: all <laughs> i just the thought of openers. you when that happened the
1: best one was reputation like not, yeah it was bar not, none bar none like i loved that fucking snake when yeah, it pops up on the screen it was from so the good. aerial
0: view of the <gasps> stage like it was I that was so okay so let's let's do this <laughs> what do you think was the best section nope. no you don't want to do that
1: I don't want to d- Well, I'll do it. We'll do it. What do you think was the best section
0: in terms of the way it looked era? on screen? Um, because there's there's a difference of like what songs you prefer, that's fine. But like the way it was presented okay, in, like, in the movie itself. I think it's The Reputation. It's reputation. I think in yeah, in
1: person and in the movie, it's reputation.
0: Yeah, like I'm not even that big of a reputation person myself.
1: No, but everyone leaves a reputation girly by the end, <laughs> by the end yeah, of the like, show. Yeah, like that
0: That was the best section of the show. That is the
1: moment. Yes.
0: Yeah, everything's kind of building towards it because like you have it, – it starts with Lover. Lover is the first section of the concert. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have five songs from it. Um, she
1: never got to tour on this album.
0: No, she didn't. It was one of the few that she didn't because yeah. she didn't do Lover. Um, then the next section she goes into is Fearless. Uh, three songs from there. Then Evermore. This is one of the ones she hasn't toured on yet. So she did four songs from What was Ep-Mor. your crowd?
1: Did you have a certain era that people were really screaming and crying about? Because our Great question. theater was in 1989.
0: Uh, theater. So my theater, I think the biggest cheer when the chapters came up were for two. Reputation was one of them and 1989 was the other. Mm. That was the big ones. Now, with that said, I am a 1989
1: guy. So am I. Well, yeah. And I feel that 1989
0: album. got shortchanged. Yes. Including my favorite song. My favorite song, Taylor Swift song, which I think is her best song, is "Style." Got short change, got cut in half, and I was like, "Man, I was looking forward to this song."
1: I know they cut it
0: short. Well, Uh, listen, like when "Bad Blood" was cut short. Oh, oh yeah, 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 bro. I was like, wow, they really did
1: 1989 dirty in this one. She did. Because I was like, oh, my God. I thought the same thing that I was looking forward to screaming my lungs out during Style, which is my favorite song of hers, on the tour in April. And when 1989 era started, I was like, why is the crowd not buzzing? Like, the crowd was kind of low energy compared to the other eras. And the set, everything, like, about the staging and, like the way that she condensed some songs, I was like, this isn't it. Like I was waiting for like this moment to happen for yeah. me and my 1989 self.
0: Yeah, me uh, too. It
1: didn't happen. And you you felt that too, even with the movie.
0: Yeah, even with the movie, I felt it on my end. And I get it. She's, pro- she's toured with that before, yeah. 1989. So maybe there's not a need to go full out. But at the same time, like, She's done fearless, and she went through all three songs in full production. Didn't cut anything down on that one, you know. So, so I kind of felt like shortchanged the a little bit. With, with <laughs> I felt the, the
1: same way. The
0: section the that way. I was looking forward to yes. the most, that was the one that got shortchanged. Which in person, sucked.
1: I was the only one like. <laughs> Popping my pussy to 1989 in April when I was there in the stadium. Okay. Like, I was like, where is, where is all my 1989 girlies? I don't get it. (laughs) Are you good? Like, you're still like freaking out.
0: (laughs) I just never thought I'd hear that line.
1: Because I, that's the only way to describe it. Like, I was like, I'm alone.
0: Yeah, I know. So, Okay, so I don't anyway. want to say that there's a worse section, but like if you had to compare that section of the concert, l- at least leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Only because I'm such a fan of 1989, uh, but also the 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 section that really got shortchanged was Speak Now. When yo, there's speak only now got one, one song, <laughs> <laughs> yo. <laughs> I was like, come on, man, that is wrong. Yep. But yep, it just like it, it's a blink and you miss it. thing.
1: <laughs> what I hated was so she cut some songs. Initially, they were like, she's not going to cut. No songs are going to get cut. It's a full thing. Full show. No, nothing cut. She cut a bunch of songs. She cut the Archer from the Lover era. Yep. Which was such a moment. Like, I don't know if you've seen all of the like, she has the most iconography from this song, right? Where she's going like, i Ab in the archer. And she goes like this, like she's an mm-hmm. archer. Yeah. It was a great moment in the show. And I don't understand why she cut that song. I thought it was like needed. She cut Tis the Damn Season. You should have seen how the girlies were freaking out over Tis the Damn Season in the show. And then Invisible String, Cardigan. I love Cardigan. People
0: love Cardigan.
1: How did she cut Cardigan? And Wildest Dreams, I never would have thought she would have cut Wildest Dreams from the 1989 section.
0: But she did. she did. But she so did. So there
1: was a bunch of songs that were in the show, the live show, and were not in the movie.
0: Exactly. Long uh, live
1: as well. She put that in the credits. In the credits. I was <laughs> like, what?
0: She put it in the credits. <laughs> yes. Okay. So the other, the other thing that I'm going to, this is just a personal criticism. Oh of, lord. Is that she ends the she ends the concert with her Midnight's era? Yeah. I understand that that's her most recent album. I get it, right? And she does seven songs off of it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me.
1: Oh lord, you don't. Like I would good have,
0: I would have moved that up.
1: Oh, I to mm-
0: leave the concert on a higher high. Put a m- even more recognizable era at the end.
1: Yeah, I don't. Bangers. I don't really care that much.
0: Because but I, was, here's the thing you, too. Here's, right? You want to know why?
1: Oh, go ahead.
0: If you were to look at a chart of my excitement as the as the mm-hmm. concert film mm-hmm. is going, that's not the lowest, but I didn't leave on a high.
1: <laughs> here's the thing. I think we were exhausted after an hour and a half in in person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right when we were standing there for an hour and a half, we were like, I could. Just go home at this point. Like, I had a fantastic time.
0: Well, yeah, you got all the best songs after an hour and a half.
1: (laughs) And there was, I mean, we were so tired, right? Like, I mean, we had two hours driving to Tampa, Mm -hmm. parking, getting inside early enough, eating some shitty sandwich in the stadium, finding your seat, listening to the openers, Finally, she comes on. It, it's like, then an hour and a half later, I, we're done. Like, it was, it was over by then. Wow. Like, my body was done.
0: Can't and hang. And
1: at the end of the show, I'm exhausted. And I haven't even done anything, right? I turn to my sister towards the end of the show, and she goes, I'm, I'm exhausted. Like, like, all over again. So, I don't think... That necessarily Swifties are like, oh, I should have left on like this grand high the way that you do. Maybe if there's an encore. Right. And they play two more, two, three more songs that are a little high energy. Maybe they're big hits that you've been waiting the whole show to hear.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It doesn't happen like that for this show. It's to- it was
0: which the, the that's, thesis that's-
1: for this show was totally different.
0: Right. Which is why um like, I kind of left on a, ah. Oh. I didn't really leave, like, on a, man, that was, like, exciting because it, it not that I don't like Midnight's, but it's just not as familiar to me as, like, if she would have gone, just as an example, like, if she would have done, like, Fearless at the end, you know what I'm saying? Like, because those songs are so recognizable, uh-huh. you know, like, that would have been, like,
1: Right. Hit
0: after hit to kind of end the show. But, you know, that's just something personal yeah, on my end. Yeah, I think that's end. a
1: little nitpick. What did you think of Taylor as an artist, as a performer?
0: So she is an incredible performer. Um, <laughs> People are going to get mad at me.
1: Oh my god, what are you going to say? Not because
0: I'm saying anything bad. I just think that she's an incredible performer. She knows how to put on a show. She, it, and it's fantastic. Um her style of music obviously does lean into her strengths of of singing, right? Uh she's an incredible lyricist. Writes all her music and she's wonderful at it wonderful at it so i so i don't want to go into anything negative uh so i'll stick everything positive um the production of her show like being able to use the entire uh what i call runway pretty much okay um the entire stage um the command that she has of the audience whether it's in the in the actual arena, or even at the movie theater, just the command that she can have of a crowd is incredible. Um, also, like she, like she did it sparingly throughout the the movie, but like she would look directly in camera, <laughs> and yeah. like just like speaking dir- or singing directly to the audience that's watching from this other side. And it's captivating. It's like captivating what she does with this entire thing. Um, in terms of performance, I don't think there's anything bad I can say. I think everything is positive. If if you're like a huge swifty, you'll get even more enjoyment just because you'll you'll know every single song, every single lyric. Awesome. If you come in as a novice of Taylor Swift, you're, like, just (laughs) curious as to all the (laughs) hype, if you know a few songs, you'll still get enjoyment because every era has, like, at least one song that you'll know, you know? So I think that for, for Swift fans, this is perfection. If you're someone who is mildly interested in swift you know some of the songs i think you're you're gonna have a good time watching this because she she puts on a really good show
1: i think she's amazing she's one of the best performers of our generation she i don't know how she has the stamina to Mm -hmm. do what she did for three and a half hours she when each era is broken up and she does a costume change or something like that that was not like five, 10 minutes that we were waiting for her to come back out. That was a quick turnaround that she was back out in another gown and started a whole new era. And again, we were exhausted just standing there and, ex- and enjoying the show and dealing with the commute and all that shit. She's there performing at this caliber. She didn't hit a wrong note the entire time. And I think it's amazing. Like, I have never seen that before.
0: It, it was truly incredible.
1: She was walking back and forth, but she must have walked, I don't know how many like steps just going back and forth <laughs> on the runway. And I really think that that's what blew me away the most was that she was singing at that caliber. She didn't look tired. She didn't look winded. She didn't miss a step. Like I, it's amazing.
0: Yeah. She, she is, she, sweat. she did trained. you see sweat? Um, only the only thing I saw, not even like sweat, like you don't see sweat. You could just see like, uh, like the hair, on, you know, in front where it's a little bit wet. Like you could tell, like she, she got in a nice little jog type of sweat. That That's the <laughs> type of sweat that she was giving off in this three and a half hour performance. Uh, you know, Oh, I just went for a light that. jog. You I've know.
1: never seen that.
0: Yeah. She, she's incredible. Obviously she is in incredible shape. To, oh to yeah, no, you have to do all this stuff, yeah, yeah, because there's a couple of songs where she she goes for it, you know, with a really either high note or an extended note, and she
1: the breath controls there, the breath
0: controls there. There's you know, there's no like you know, like yeah, none yeah. of that stuff. Or even
1: when she starts talking in between songs, yeah, it's, it's something. It's like high energy, and then she goes into something a little more low energy she's not like thanks for being here guys you know like right there was none oh. of that <sighs> trying to catch her breath
0: yeah no no definitely wasn't out of breath at all having just regular conversations at the piano uh you know just right after i think it was after which which song that she finally welcome everyone i think it was uh
1: <laughs> good question
0: i think it was after lover
1: was it after uh, Lover? Yeah, maybe. I think finally
0: after the fifth song on Lover, she finally welcomed the crowd to the Eros tour. And then, Did you
1: like some of the staging in these, like, for these songs?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What, do you have favorites?
0: Uh, let me see. The staging... So, if I'm going through... Uh, Let me see. Like, Fearless is very stripped down. It's just her on the stage with her, you know, backing crew and with her band. Um, Evermore was just the... Okay, the the witches. The witches, yeah. (laughs) The witches. And then
1: uh, she sits down at the piano. At the piano.
0: the To sing Champagne
1: Problems. And it's like this hollow of a tree thing.
0: Yes, I remember that. And the piano's
1: covered in moss.
0: Yep. Okay. I I definitely remember it. Uh, That was really nice to see, especially like when when she's doing the intimate performances like that, where the camera kind of just stays on her and doesn't give us like wide views because it's not necessary to give us a wide view. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, she's at the piano and we're going to keep that piano and her in the shot as you know as close as we can. I really appreciated that is when like they would get really close Mm -hmm. to her. It's like, yeah, you want that kind of access when you're doing something like this, a movie, Mm -hmm. you want her, her face. You want her face to fill the screen. Right. And they did that multiple times, especially on, on those close performance on those intimate acoustic or piano performances. They did a really good job with that. Uh, Reputation. I wanted to talk <laughs> about this real quick. Uh reputation I saw, I saw is definitely somebody... <laughs> the most edited.
1: Oh, good. In terms good of point. like
0: it's it's constantly cutting between shots. There's like you know it, it should come with one of those warnings of like if you are susceptible to seizures, you know, like because I of how I think it did.
1: Cu- oh, you missed this because you came in late. Ah, but yeah. Yes, it there did was have a that warning. warning. Yeah.
0: Good. Uh yeah, the reputation one was definitely one that was the most edited of the sections because but of the nature it's the of the song.
1: best Section like yeah, the yeah, best no, era. It hands needs down. it needs
0: like that visual flair because the music demands it. Demands that that flair you know that it needs, and I really appreciate it was during, was it during delicate or don't blame me. Basically, like, it was an overhead shot, and she was walking around the stage, like, and it was cracking the stage oh, every time so cool. she stopped yeah. at the different spots. That's the one thing that I will say. You can speak to this.
1: The how, LEDs on the floor. <laughs> right.
0: So how – those shots that we see in the movie yeah, where it's, like, overhead shots, so you could get, like, a good visual representation of what she's doing mm-hmm. or stuff – how does that compare to just watching it from your seat? At it a depends on
1: where you sat, I think, because mm-hmm. if you're sitting on the floor, you're not going to see those LEDs, but mm-hmm. we had I think we were sitting in the lower 200s. We saw all of that. It was amazing. The snakes that come out when during um ready for it. Yeah, you remember there were like some snakes?
0: yeah, I remember. oh my
1: God, it was so great. Nice. It made it worth it to sit in a higher section to see all of the the floor design that they had going on.
0: Very nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. So, okay. So, I think...
1: Did you like the red era at all? So, this is exactly I think, what I
0: was going to... Okay, okay. I was exactly going to jump into the red era because I think that is just, you know, hit after hit after hit. Oh. Right? You know, because it starts with 22 then it goes into we are never getting back she together she gives
1: her the 22 hat to um to um is it Colby's Kobe's Kobe's daughter?
0: daughter yeah Kobe's daughter yeah so, so because precious. it was the LA uh, stop so yeah it yeah. was Kobe's daughter um we're never getting back together i knew you were trouble so just three bangers back to back to back and then she ends it with all too well the 10 minute oh
1: version oh my gosh of course
0: which i i feel like this is a showstopper which oh my god it is is crazy that like a slow song like this would be a showstopper and it's so stripped down because like it's her in a spotlight on the stage yeah you know acoustic guitar mic stand but they did some some stuff to like get you into the atmosphere of the song so like at a certain part leaves start falling oh my
1: god then snow
0: then snow like it was a really cool way and they placed it i think perfectly in the set it's i'm not gonna say it's like halfway or perfectly halfway but it's like close to that halfway mark Mm -hmm. of like this right here is like the song to to kind of cut the show in half like this is the one and it's a wonderful song. Everybody in the theater was singing along to this yeah. song. Yeah, I was singing along to it. Um, and
1: how'd you like the mix of the whole show?
0: Uh, okay. The mix oh no! Of the no, no, no. There's nothing bad. Nothing bad. Uh, so I think it's mixed very well. It's, it's incredible. Mixed within an inch of its life. It's like so well mixed. You really feel the base oh. first off on Reputation. Yes. Like, that bass comes in and, like, boom, boom, boom. D- like, it, you feel it in your chair, especially in Dolby, because Dolby has, like, the, the woofers underneath the seats. So, during those songs, when that bass hits, oh, my <laughs> goodness. Like, I was like, yes, this is awesome. Oh, um, I'm
1: so jealous you saw it in Dolby.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, everything sounded great. Uh,
1: I thought it was mixed incredibly well, and you, the thing is people don't notice it until you hear a badly mixed concert
0: movie. right, exactly.
1: Have you case in point? Have you heard or <laughs> heard of the Ariana concert? Yes oh, I've heard
0: my stories God. I've heard stories
1: That is a terrible mix. awful. Truly awful. And you think it's Ariana Grande. You're going to have, you know, this level of sound mixing. You're going to hear her clearly. No, 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 none of that. None of that. It's terrible. One of the worst concert movies I've ever seen because of the mix.
0: You know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to get, I'm not, gonna, gonna I'm not going to, I'm not going to shoot any strays at Ariana. It's not, it's not the podcast for it.
1: I, no, we're, we're keeping it really. Really close to the chest here. Yes. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? So, yeah, the Ariana movie was terrible because of the mix. And so I have high expectations when I go into these for the mix being well done. What I thought was interesting was they kept a lot of the audience noise, the screaming, the chanting. Oh, my Had God. To. It was so overwhelming and loud. And I was like, I feel like I'm back in the stadium.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was after I think it was after All Too Well. There's like a moment of just mm-hmm. audience, and then like you hear it get louder, and it does feel like you're in there because like it's it's almost deafening at a certain yes. point. The crowd gets so loud and
1: and I gotta be honest, the crowd was so loud, I mean, it's almost a hundred thousand people, right screaming yeah. their heads off, yeah, they can so in person, night. you can hear her, but not as good as the concert movie,
0: oh. Ooh, okay. So
1: a lot of the vocals, I was like, oh my God, this is so nice. Because I can hear her above <laughs> the audience screaming.
0: Right. Or, you know, that girl two rows exactly. in front of you. Like, you I
1: was there. I was there. You know. Yeah, no. People tone deaf, singing at the top of their lungs. I mean, it's so many people. And I just, that's what I loved about the concert movie was that you got, you got to hear her mm-hmm. a lot better than when you were there.
0: So you you mentioned uh, Ariana's. There's been there's been <laughs> concert movies. Before. What was your favorite
1: up to this point? Do you have a fave? Yes,
0: do. I do, because okay. I play it every once in a while. Okay, and it's uh, Justin Timberlake's Twenty Twenty yeah! from Netflix.
1: <laughs> That's mine too. Hey, look at
0: that! Um, I
1: love it. The moment in mirrors.
0: When that's st- a good oh. one. That is a oh really God. good one. Uh, so and he's
1: really emotional.
0: Yes, that's a I really can't. cool moment. Uh, I okay. So the reason what's why what's nice I, I about like,
1: that one, like just side so note, what's yeah. nice about that one is it's mixed very well. But his performance is really cool. He's doing a lot of stuff with the band, like the yes. the actual compositions of the songs are Bam. different yes. than how they are in the studio versions, which is making you very excited to hear like these kind of. Other instruments and um, I just love his interaction with the crowds and he's singing very well, you know. That's what I wanted to
0: ask you. So when it comes to a concert, do you want them to take chances the way Justin did where he's like kind of mixing stuff a little differently? He's interacting and incorporating a live band into the songs or do you want something more closer to the album? like where it sounds like the album what's your preference
1: it's a mix of both i think it just depends on the song
0: oh, okay yeah the song it, does i think it just really depends on the in... song there
1: was one part in reputation era where there was like a guitar in it mm-hmm. i think it wasn't ready for it
0: are you ready for yeah. it
1: yeah it wasn't ready for it they because all the dancers were and her were on the big platforms yes like the raised um, step thing yeah. that they had in the middle stage. And I think it was in the middle of the night in my dreams. It was that part. And then you yeah. hear a guitar that you've never heard in the studio version playing something. And I was like, oh, that's so great. So I think maybe I could have stood for more of that in the Aeros tour. Yeah, a little because more she
0: had the live band liberties. there. You know, they mm-hmm. were playing with, with mm-hmm. the track. So... Like if they would have just added flares, that would have been cool to see. Mm-hmm. Not It's not necessary, but like, you know, if you have a band, let them kind of enhance, <laughs> enhance I something that you don't normally do on the album version, uh-huh, which is uh-huh. what I love about the Justin Timberlake show. It was
1: very creative.
0: Yes, exactly. It's very creative. Because you're hearing
1: something you've never heard before.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: And medleys and different things because he has so many songs, right? So he's covering different eras of his own. And you're just thrilled because you're surprised.
0: Exactly. I don't
1: think you were necessarily surprised during the Eras tour by the instrumentation or the way that they took the song in a different creative direction. It was very much close Mm -hmm. to the chest and close to the studio version as possible. Not a bad thing. Just, no, no, you know, definitely
0: not bad at all. Not bad at all.
1: Something to note, yeah.
0: But, um, yeah, so, okay, so. Okay, let's s- go to. Go <laughs>
1: because did you like folklore with her on the house?
0: Um, I remember seeing the house back when she did her Grammy performance. So she incorporated that. Uh, th- Okay, so I'm not a big folk folklore guy oh no i'm not so like when people say like oh the last great american dynasty is one of her best songs i'm like
1: "Eh." (laughs) don't put that face on (laughs)
0: "Eh." uh so so like that section kind of fell flat to me not i think
1: the my tears ricochet song Mm -hmm. because this goes in hand with what we were saying that the studio version of my tears ricochet is a lot quieter and more subdued and the way she sings it on tour is you know very much this like full-bodied angry voice yeah and i love that about my tears ricochet on the tour is that she made that big difference and yeah. if you listen to both you're like this doesn't sound, i mean it's the same song but you're like oh wow she's really feeling the emotions <laughs> on tour yes did you did because you it's notice her first that or did you well have a thought her- about that
0: because it's her first time being able to like do this in front of an audience. So maybe the way she recorded it, she was feeling one way about it and was, you know, more subdued. But now that she gets to interpret that song in front of an audience, it comes out a little more aggressively or, you -hmm. know, it, there's a different tone to it with Mm -hmm. it. So yeah, it's, I think it's just a matter of not being able to perform this in front of people. And now that she gets that chance, she gets the chance to now finally like, oh, this is how the song should be more.
1: We already talked about 1989, but there's one thing that I didn't mention yet was that we had an outdoor stadium.
0: Yes, you guys were unlucky to have an so, o- outdoor stadium.
1: Oh, no, bitch. We were lucky because we got pyro and fireworks. Okay.
0: Okay. Nice. Like, I
1: know at the end of the show in the movie, they have like these fireworks outside of SoFi. No, 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 no. (laughs) We had fireworks like in the show and Pyro, which was not in the indoor stadiums.
0: Yes. So, that is the one thing. So, like, during
1: Bad Blood, Miss Baby, now we know Bad Blood. And it was like, woof, woof. Like, these big columns of fire Mm. that we got during those. So. So,
0: Ah, they can't. I'm
1: missing that.
0: Totally makes sense. Like, that's the drawback. from filming an in an indoor arena is because yes you get a more controlled atmosphere mm-hmm. but you don't have the ability to do certain things like that because again fire indoors not a great idea <laughs>
1: <laughs> not that it can't be done but the way that she oh, had it
0: oh okay i'm gonna step back she could have done it she and could have done it the reason why i know she could have done this oh, God. is because earlier this year at sofi <laughs> stadium uh A little event called WrestleMania was hosted Uh at SoFi, and when the you know biggest wrestler in the company, Roman Reigns, comes out, it's just pyro like, Mm -hmm. like for like a good like twenty seconds of like just straight up pyro. Could have done it. She could have done done
1: it. it. I just don't think she did it for the indoor indoor shows. She I don't think so either. Stadiums. I don't think so. She we did it were it. the lucky ones, and yeah. let me see. Did you like the surprise songs? I will say I really wanted to hear "Death by a Thousand Cuts." Mm. That is one of my favorite songs of hers off the Lover album, and yeah. she, did
0: it. She, she didn't. She didn't do Ugh. it.
1: Well, she did it as a surprise song in L.A., but it wasn't in the movie.
0: I I I really liked "You're on Your Own, Kid."
1: oh my god i know
0: that was really good that was a really good performance and uh side note at the theater uh there were two girls who were sitting next to me they were you know dressed up uh one of them had like this little flower crown that had little lights in it
1: so like it lit up
0: in purple and stuff but her friend so it's two of them so the second one started crying during this song oh no i was like or oh, yeah. this this must be a That's very song. special song for her, and yeah, I guess it was because it was a surprise song, mm-hmm. which is another big thing—is like you didn't know this was coming up. Um,
1: An element of surprise,
0: yes, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that we were talking about earlier.
0: <laughs> exactly, the element of surprise. All right, uh, so and then midnight's what you don't like. I didn't say I don't well okay, I don't (laughs) like the placement. I just don't like the placement of it. I think okay, you've gone through this. Okay, you've definitely gone through this at concerts. When you go to see an artist, right? And they start playing all of their new shit and like the crowd kind of
1: hundred percent detaches.
0: Detaches. Usually they'll do that like in the middle of their show. (laughs) <laughs> like, they won't do it at the end.
1: Here's the thing. No one is, I, even if you're not a Midnight's girly, that's not your favorite era. You're still there and know the songs. So, I don't know. Like, for the Swifties, I don't necessarily feel like yeah. we're upset that she did. I mean, maybe the number of songs is a little bit. Seven. Seven songs from Midnight's. Again,
0: that's that's that thing of, like, here's all my new shit I'm going to play. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but Midnight's is amazing I love that album
0: Midnight's is good yeah Midnight's is good um, I just don't like she, it at the end of the show so right that's that's my complaint is that it's at the end if if it was in the middle I would have no complaints I would have no complaints um, <laughs> but obviously you can tell by just the, the sheer number of songs that she does from certain places like she does five from Lover because she couldn't tour that one She does uh, six from Folklore. She does seven from Midnights. Uh, And then the other one was Evermore, but she only did four from that one. Uh, Mm -hmm. Did she do a tour for Reputation? Yeah, she did a tour for Um, Reputation.
1: Hello, have you seen that tour?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's on Netflix, I think. Yeah, it is. It is. Okay, one more question (laughs) before we get out of here. Um, All right. When you heard that she was doing the Eras tour in – In a movie, did you think that there would be like behind the scenes stuff? No, no, you thought never because
1: the show is so long, yeah. I was like, there's no way that she's gonna have that. I think that's a separate thing, separate issue.
0: I okay, so two things about that number one, I did see a lot of comments of people thinking that there would be like behind the scenes stuff, like oh, like it's not that it's not filmed. Right, exactly. One hundred
1: percent that this footage exists. Right.
0: I'll I'll get to that in a second. But I think a lot of people were expecting that, like, oh, here are some of the behind the scenes of what you do, and then you know, songs and Uh you know. But I felt that way for
1: BTS Mm -hmm. that I thought there was gonna be behind the scenes stuff in the permission to dance LA and there's not.
0: Got it. So here's my thinking. My thinking is she has a separate documentary of the tour
1: 100 percent.
0: this is my my entire experience doing the tour from the from the moment we began the inception of it all the way to the final day that we did which it it was funny
1: mechanisms costume fittings like i'm waiting for it
0: yeah it's so funny because she says in the middle of the show at the concert it's like you know this being my last stop on the American tour. And in my head, I was like, you got Miami next year, bitch. (laughs) This is not the end. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, so like there's going to be so much stuff that comes out. My guess would be is that this will come out on some type of streaming platform. Correct. Not right away. First, it'll go to, you know, video on demand where you pay. Mm -hmm. And then eventually it'll go on streaming and she'll probably release. A documentary, pretty much at the same time. Yeah, like I can see that. Hey, watch the Aeros Tour and watch the documentary of making it.
1: Is this eligible for Oscars?
0: I don't think so. It, okay, if it is, I don't see what it would get. Like, I don't see a nomination. Like, what what would be the nomination for it?
1: I'm shocked that you said no so immediately.
0: What would be the nomination that it can receive? Like, uh, it's not going to receive know. Like, sa- it, like sound mixing. Uh, is sound a... mixing? Yeah. I mean, I highly doubt it. Highly. Like, that would be the only <laughs> award that I can think of because it's not going to do editing. It's not going to do sound or, pro- uh, um, you know, production design. It's not going to.
1: It has no leg for um, best original song, right?
0: No. Like, what would it be?
1: Take your pick. I don't know. No, (laughs) no. You're like, no. (laughs) No, it's
0: not going to do original song. I would be shocked if it got any nominations. Oh, wow. I would be completely shocked. I don't think there's ever been a concert movie that got. Um,
1: Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I just can't think of it it
0: because. The most talked about concert movie ever is uh, the one by the Talking Heads that just re like came back into theaters. Uh, oh,
1: Variety has a whole article. <laughs> Are Beyonce's and Taylor Swift's concert films eligible for the Oscars?
0: N- no. I mean, they're Uh, eligible. Per the Academy's
1: bylaws, the documentary branch defines a documentary film as a theatrically released nonfiction motion picture dealing creatively with cultural, artistic, historical, social, scientific, economic, or other subjects and may be photographed in actual occurrence or may employ partial reenactment stock footage, stills, animation, stop motion, or other techniques as long as the emphasis is on fact and not on fiction the special rules section states works that are essentially promotional or instructional are not eligible, nor are works that are essentially unfiltered records of performances. Mm. Oh, in addition, the deadline to digitally upload a documentary feature for consideration was Monday, October 2nd. Okay. And reportedly neither film has done that. So. Yeah. So
0: best documentary. No. Yeah, that's not, so it's not going to happen. Um, I I know that this when it comes to concert films, the the one that gets talked about the most as like people saying this is the best concert film I've I've seen is the one by the Talking Heads. Stop Making Sense. It got re released in theaters a couple months ago. Uh, people went to go see it. Um, it is, in two, 2021, it was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by oh the li- Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. Um, now, did it make anywhere near the amount of money that Taylor has? No, of course not. Um, But, like, where do you think this concert movie by... Taylor how does it stand against other concert films that you've seen
1: it's still really good because maybe the Justin Timberlake one isn't as well shot or as long but I think that this one has a lot going for it and I was thinking of like the beyond you know the Coachella one that Beyonce did that's a really good one too that's a good one that's a really good one. So I don't know. I think it stands up there with the top ones. Is it the best? I don't know if I even want to get into the weeds on that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. That's It's it's too loaded of a question because yeah. there's so many concert films that I would need to see to compare. Right. Like, the, like I remember of-
1: watching one about the killers and they, that was mm. an amazing show. It was so good. Yeah, and it was shot really well. I remember it being it's so crisp and sharp, and yeah, so, I just it just depends. Like I don't know.
0: Yeah, a lot of it obviously comes from taste, but at the same time, I think what you do visually and what you do, um, audially or <laughs> what's the word that I want to say there with the I, audio. I say, yeah, what yeah. you do that makes it stand out is what rises it in the in the perception of people. Like, did you do something different when you made this concert film? You know? If it's just you performing your hits, cool, that's great, but if you didn't do anything to distinguish yourself from the other concert films, other concerts in general, then it's just the middle of the road. Taylor Swift is not a middle of the road type of performance. I think what she what she shows on the tour and what they did with the production of the concert film, she does enough to stand above a lot of other concert films because of just the sheer magnitude of her entire library mm-hmm. on top of the fact of hiring the right people to come film this. Mm-hmm. Shout out to that LA audience putting up with all the yeah uh thank god that i was not at that um and so for me personally like i still have like the timberlake one above it only because Mm -hmm. i love the fact that he incorporates a live band into it so it kind of gives the music a little bit of a different flavor Mm -hmm. which is really cool so i like that about it but i think this is such a phenomenal job, but also more importantly is that it shows that musical concerts can be a good business for movie theaters,
1: oh yeah, absolutely, obviously you the phenomen- did you go see the Justin Bieber one? yeah,
0: I saw it because <laughs> I was at the filming oh,
1: I was that's at the right.
0: Miami filming, yeah, so uh, bro, that's <laughs> jeez,
1: just opened up like. Yo, I, repressed. <laughs> I
0: hated that, that, that event. I hated it because okay. but he
1: arrived late. Like he was, you know,
0: yeah, he arrived late. So I was, okay. Eight o'clock show at American <laughs> Airlines Arena. Yeah. So I'm coming from Broward. So obviously oh, that's God. a long track already. Yeah. Get there. He's got four openers and I'm what? like, why, <laughs> why? What? Uh, two of them related to each other. You had Willow Smith and uh, oh. Jaden Smith. Oh. Um, so he gets the four openers all out of the way, and then he still we still have to wait an hour after that. What? With a DJ just trying to keep the crowd up and moving, and then finally, like at ten forty, <laughs> is when this guy shows up to 1040? start ten forty. 1040 and then here's the thing That's like you,
1: atrocious. you
0: have to be out by midnight yeah, because, because of like ordinance. yeah ordinance so at 11 he starts doing baby and ludicrous comes out surprise guest and so then like right at midnight they have to or it was yeah right at midnight they had to just stop the show i was just like i can't believe the he made us go all the way to midnight for no reason for no reason uh, anyway, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that show uh, concert film was fine. It was fine. Yeah, it, it was fine. Yeah, that's the thing about a lot of them is that it's fine. Uh, if you it. don't get to go see the person live or the band live, being able to see a show like this, I think, is really cool and great mm-hmm. for people. Um, I also I,
1: think this was necessary. I mean, that was a historic Ticketmaster flub. Yes, that happened last year. Yes, I'm a part of history. And so a metric fuck ton of people did not get to see Taylor
0: on tour. And this is a great way of doing it. I think that only giant artists can do it, though.
1: Yeah. Like her and Beyonce, right? Like Justin Timberlake. These are big names. These
0: are big names. And Timberlake didn't even do the theater thing. He just went to Netflix.
1: Yeah, no, that was just straight to streaming.
0: How how many people can open up in theaters, you know? Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: It's not a big number. It's not. Um, maybe like these if you numbers? do, huh? And get these numbers. Oh, like no, mil no. Like, in I, one weekend. <laughs> I really don't think Beyonce is going to even touch these numbers.
1: What?
0: 96 okay. million. No.
1: <gasps>
0: no. She's not touching 96 million opening weekend.
1: But you don't think this is also because people are buying for further dates out than this one weekend?
0: I still don't think she... No, oh she's not God. touching that number. 96 million? million. I'll be Beyonce. Su- Beyonce. Beyonce. I'll be surprised if she cracks 50. No. Opening weekend, I'm saying.
1: Let this go on the record. Let's go on the record. And we'll be back for the Beyonce concert. That We have to now.
0: Now we have to. We have to. Now we have to.
1: Because you just threw down the gauntlet.
0: Yeah, I don't think this is cracking. I don't think oh. the Beyonce show cracks 50 million opening weekend. I I don't I'm know just, what to say. I'm just saying.
1: I don't know what to say. I can't believe you put a number on it.
0: I did put a number on it. <laughs> I did. So. All right. That's with it. With that said, uh, <laughs> these have been our thoughts on the Taylor Swift, the Aeros tour concert movie. Uh, if this is your first time listening, first off, thank you. I know that we'll have a lot of new listeners because of the <laughs> topic that we're talking about. Hopefully you enjoyed the conversation. Uh, Again, if it's your first time, go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, many more. Leave a review there for five stars while you're there. Go ahead and subscribe on socials at Always Critic Pod. You can find us on all of them. And finally, if you do that, if you're a supporter of the show, consider becoming a patron. Uh, It's a great way to support the show for as little as $2 a month. Once again, it is patreon.com slash alwayscriticpod. All right. Uh, Next week, Marty, baby. Martin Scorsese (laughs) has a brand new movie out. And it is Killers of the Flower Moon starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro. And that is going to be the movie next week. So be on the lookout for that. But in the meantime, I'm Rico.
1: And I'm Jessica, and this has been the Always the Critic podcast.